The following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of KSTPAM 1500 ESPN. The following is a presentation of Cover Your Assets and is offered by Rooker Financial Coaching and Consulting. You're trying to build your income, your business, your life. Challenges are all around you. It seems so overwhelming. People are depending on you. Who do you listen to? Where can you go to find honest, useful information? Todd Rooker. For decades, Todd Rooker has been teaching professional education to attorneys, CPAs, bankers, and financial advisors. Rooker Financial Consulting offers advice and coaching to consumers, business owners, and financial professionals on every topic imaginable. If you truly want to succeed, sit back and find out how to cover and build your assets. Here's nationally renowned speaker and expert getting you on the path to financial strength and wealth, Todd Rooker. Good, good morning, Saturday morning, uh, end of July. How is that even possible? I am graced once again with Alicia Webb from Village Bank, and we are going to be talking about some of the major changes that are taking place in the market. Some of those changes, I suspect, are affecting you and those around you. And we are covering something that we've covered in the past, but because of these changes, I believe that they become even more relevant and many changes are taking place as a result, and those being the five stages of entrepreneurship. So, welcome to the show, Alicia. Oh, thanks, Todd. It's great to be here. Very good. Uh, for those of you who do not know, Alicia is the president of Village Bank. Uh, when I say we're graced to have her with our presence, I sincerely mean that because for so many folks who are in business, they may not understand fully the value of financing and the relationship with their bank. This show is geared to provide insight and information into that with somebody who can really speak from the banker perspective and give you an idea of how you want to work with your bank, the type of relationship that you're striving for, and also the way that a bank looks at your financial picture as opposed to way, the way you may look at it. So here we go. We're going to start right off the bat and talk a little bit about the five stages of entrepreneurship. So... <clears throat> I guess first, when we're talking about different businesses and entrepreneurship, there's certainly a distinction to be made determining the type of business or size of the business we're talking about, isn't there? Mm, absolutely. I mean, there's the startup phase, there's the acquisition phase, there's the am I going to hold on to it phase, or am I going to am I going to am I going to sell my business? What does it look like in the future? We're going to build new revenue lines, or we're going to acquire new revenue lines. And I think that the size of the business can really be determined by what's the vision, how far has the person that started the business, that entrepreneur, taken business in the past? Are they really good at creating the widget and building the excitement around the widget? Or do they know how to manage that team and really start to scale a business? Um, it's so interesting. A lot of entrepreneurs that we talk to, Todd, say they never thought they would get to $20 million in annual sales or they never thought they would get to 200 million in annual sales. They never even saw that coming. So maybe you're starting off with a rental property and you're hoping to clear, you know, 10, 12 grand this year, or maybe you have a service company that you're purchasing and you're hoping to get to that 25, that 35, that 45 million in annual revenue in the next three years. What is that going to look like? I think your job, my job, when I think of like down to the root cause of it, what, what is our jobs? It's to service our clients. Whether we're in this rising rate environment where we're a little fearful, right? We're a little bit, ooh, what's going to happen at the next 
as rates continue to climb. Um, but we're also you're we're 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 there to service our entrepreneurs and our entrepreneurs they're smart and they can be nimble and right now the important conversations no matter what that phase of entrepreneurship is todd is to say how can i think ahead knowing i'm in a rising rate environment where is the opportunity what do i need to plan for what do i need to think ahead to get done as these rates continue to rise there is uh, another point I think that I was also looking at is when somebody starts a business, there are businesses that are equipment intensive. Hmm. So right from the very beginning, the type of business owner who gets involved, even if it's the beginning stages, from the very beginning has a sense that they're going to need financing and they're going to need capital to be able to operate. Whereas a lot of other small businesses maybe are more about being a practitioner hmm. and growing that business. They have a totally different sense of that. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? Yeah, you got to know your balance sheet, right? If I'm going to continue to uh, buy rental properties and lease them out, I know my cost of acquisition today is going to go up in a raising rate environment. But I also know less folks are going to be able to purchase. Therefore, I have an opportunity to ask for more rent and have additional revenue down the road to offset any acquisition costs I have today. Exactly. Versus a manufacturer, versus someone who, a machine shop who is more cash intensive and needs that cash for ongoing and business. one piece of equipment could cost a million dollars oh absolutely it can with that being said those pieces of equipment generally last longer today those pieces of equipment generally you're not buying a whole brand new piece anymore you're just updating the technology but you have to find labor, labor exactly. to run them. And how much more ex- is expensive is labor on your income statement today? Is it 20%? Is it 25%, 30 And then in this, you're also paying more in interest. So that's less income, more expense. So how are you going to manage that? So when we talk about the entrepreneur that came up with the great widget, to, you know, that's being made at the machine shop or manufacturer versus the entrepreneur who can manage that income statement as you have increased expenses in salaries and benefits, increased expenses in interest on that income statement. How are you going to make up for that? I think when you, when you talk about somebody who has equipment like that, just by virtue of the fact that there's more zeros behind things, you tend to attract somebody who is more focused on the numbers and more of a business person per se than somebody who might just want to start a small business and they're just a practitioner who does a service and they're trying to start a little business very different people well okay am i allowed to disagree with you yes no wonderful no, no. <laughs> let me i so i hear you and traditionally i would say mm-hmm I actually think that as the business world grows and you have more and more competition, those soft skills that you see the best entrepreneurs in the world with, I mean, like literally, you know, the, you, everyone can think of someone who can sell boiling water. Everyone can. Those are soft skills. Those are relationship skills. Those aren't understanding how to, you know, pull cash flow from a tax return. And so I think a good entrepreneur is going to know today, I need a strong controller, a strong CFO, a strong CPA, whatever that might look like. I need someone that's I'm going to build a relationship with that has that skill set that's going to tell me what can I do, what can't I do, where are my opportunities at. Those entrepreneurs that are super successful, when I think of, you know, I can think of a couple guys off the top of my head and women, but the the guys in 
thinking about, they all have soft skills in relationship skills better than anyone I know. But the sooner they start with those things in mind, mm-hmm. needing those people, mm-hmm. the faster they progress. And mm-hmm. my, my point is that some people begin with that knowledge from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Some people evolve to it, mm-hmm. and some people never get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so all part of our of job is to help people progress through that through that process or that mindset. Yeah, when we talk about how do we lend a hand, how do we service entrepreneurs, I always think about it's not saying, gosh, you're good at your job. Gosh, you had a great year when you got all that PPP money. No, (laughs) our job is to say, all right, rates went up again. What you going to do? Have you looked at if rates go up again before the end of the year? What is that going to do to your cash flow? Not just three months out, but let's talk about your cash flow three years out. And intensive, you, you know that you're going to have some intensive equipment needs or people needs or, you know, you name it. How much is that going to cost you? And is your cash flow going to support that over the next three years? That is how you service an entrepreneur and a customer. That's how you take, in my mind, you take great care of them. And you, you, you talk about those things that should be keeping them up at night. And you talk about solutions. You find out if there's an issue and you help them fix it. I think that that's so important, um, especially today because people are worried. And, it, you know, we all forgot about 08 and 09 and all that stuff. And so now we're in a raising rate environment. Um, revenue doesn't look the same. But I got to say, there's so much great opportunity out there still. Well, with every challenge there is. And I think for a business owner, they want to stress test their business, Mm -hmm. look at things as they change, but in advance, before they change, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and have a strategy of how to position for those things, the moves that they need to make, and that makes them grow as Mm -hmm. business people. I mean, you're talking to somebody, me in particular, who's lived through a time when mortgage interest rates, when they dipped below 10%, we called that cheap money mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because we thought that was such a low interest rate now today that's people can't fathom that mm-hmm, notion mm-hmm. but here's the real point business went on throughout that entire period of time and it will again no matter what happens mm-hmm. so in good and in bad there's always opportunity you just need to look for it and you need to be conscious of where you are and the moves that you're going to make and try to be prepared to make those moves so when something does happen you know exactly what to do that's kind of what we're talking about here today mm-hmm. and build those relationships today we've been preaching for the last couple years who's your CPA you know who's your accountant who is your business advisor do you have a group of people around you that you pay and I'm going to stress that because I hate when people expect good advice free. You know, if, I mean, think about it. If I'm, you know, selling lemonade and I'm, you're expecting me to give you a glass for free, but someone else is going to give me a quarter and someone else can give me a dollar, I'm probably going to make that best lemonade for the dollar, right? Now, all along, if times get tough and no one can afford to pay me anymore, I'm probably going to keep helping the, the lady that gave me the dollar every time, right? Because she's always had my back and now it's my time to have her back. Here's a better one. You're selling lemonade and I want an unbiased opinion and I ask you, is the lemonade good today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, right? what do you think you're going to get? So yeah, that's the free advice thing. I, I and totally you, agree. You've got to expect to give something, to get something of quality because what happens is when someone really cares about you and they know that you're paying 
you're paying that dollar or that quarter for it, they're going to put the time, energy, and research into it. They're going to really give you something back for it. And so I, I do say, you know, you might have a Todd or an Arliss as your best friend, but make sure there's an exchange of something for their for their opinion and their time because that makes that relationship so much more valued not by friends but by by good partners and and allies at the table with you that aren't afraid to tell you what's going on when we talk about planning for business look at your 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 top 10 clients and imagine if they went away and then imagine if you doubled or tripled their business. What are the what would you have to do differently? Right? I think like that, those are such important questions to ask because either could happen or neither could happen. But at least you're thinking and you're prepared. So is that what you is that what you mean when you say look at your business holistically? Is that what you mean or do you mean something different from that? You know, I think that could be a way of looking at it because we all know that without revenue you don't really have a business, right? I think you could also look at um because well, yeah, I think that's a great way of looking at it quite frankly because let's take your top 10 clients. If they go away is that 90% of your business or is that 15% of your business, right? How diversified are you? If you look at your top 10 clients what do you know about them? Um, are they using all your new products and they have seven different products with you or they're using three of your services or do they each have one? Is it all the same product service widget? So, okay, how do we make a multiple product users? Because right? of lack of diversification, we want to do that. Mm-hmm. I was just talking to a business owner today and he was asking me about valuations. I do valuations on businesses. And I said, you know, you can, if you think you're a genius and you can read something online and learn the formula of EBITDA, which is very basic, and think that that tells you what your business is worth, that's not correct. Because as you said, what if I don't have a diverse product line? Mm -hmm. What if I've got an aging workforce? Mm -hmm. A whole bunch of other things that will affect the value of your business because of the way it's structured and that lack of diversity in, in your employees, in your product line, in your, in your customers, your vendors, all those things, mm, right? Absolutely. I mean, is there one salesperson that owns nine out of those 10 relationships? You lose them. You're that's, in trouble. You know, that's a huge piece. So I think, yes, when we say holistically, ask 20 good questions about your business. And then take those 20 questions, the answers, and start to look at where are their similarities and where are their differences. I mean, honestly, at this point, if you've been listening to the show for a while and you don't have a good banker, it's kind of on you because you should be able to go into a bank and ask some really good questions today. You know, I shared with you, we've been having our villager picnics this summer and it's really two hours where we, we just talk to clients and see how they're doing and what are they concerned about and where are their wins and just how are they as people? And you start to hear so much commonalities doesn't matter the industry, the age, the sex, anything. They're all thinking about the same things. And they're, it's affecting their businesses or their industries differently. And you really start to get kind of a, a, a grind on what's going on and where you need to focus and serve your clients and gather more data and information to share back with them. Like that's where that service and that banker piece comes in. I'm still fearful that people don't fully appreciate the significance of having a relationship. I had someone just recently say to me, look, they all basically have the same underwriting guidelines and they're Mm -mm. all pretty much going to be the same. And I Mm -mm. said, that's absolutely not true. Mm -mm. Uh, I then went on to say, when a bank knows you, 
Mm-hmm. They believe in the fact that you know what you're doing. I mean, one of the things when we buy investment real estate, mm-hmm. Alicia, one of the first things we do with a new person is if we put together a pro forma projection of future performance before we get the loan, all that is is a wish or a hope that we're going to be able to perform at a level to be able to make the loan payments and those mm-hmm. things. As soon as we get a tenant in there, mm-hmm. we're looking to under-promise and over-deliver to the bank, whereas we can show that our market rents that we showed in a pro forma, we actually exceeded those, mm-hmm. and our cash flow is better than it was. We're trying to build confidence within the bank mm-hmm. and the banker we're working with so that they are more apt to want to give us the loan because mm-hmm. they understand where we are, we know what we're doing, and they know we know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that... When, when we talk about, well, let's, let's take a break and let's come back and let's talk about what a relationship with a banker is. Because I think the, the, the lady or the gentleman that shared with you, oh, they're all the same. It's all the same underwriting. Uh, your first trip into the bank, that is going to be the truth, yeah, right? right? But it's about how do we put relationships first, build those relationships first, and earn a different relationship. We're going to talk about how you go about making that effort to make that happen. We're going to mm-hmm. take a break here. We are speaking with Alicia Webb, president of Village Bank. If you don't have a relationship bank, if you want to have a true relationship with a bank and a banker, somewhere where they know your name and you're not just a number, this is the bank. Alicia runs this bank and she does a fact. Fabulous job, mm-hmm. and it really is a community. She calls it the villagers. Mm-hmm. You want to become a villager? Well, give them a call. They can go to your website at Alicia www.villagebankonline.com. Also, phone number. Well, call the bank, 763-780-2100. You can ask for Alicia. I'd love to talk to you about where you're at. No, literally no problem at all. Give me a call. Send me an email. Link in with me. I mean, my job is to support you, especially during these challenging times. There's an invitation, folks. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Does your sump pump run constantly? Do you want to ensure that you never have a damp, musty-smelling basement? These issues are caused by water coming off your roof, draining into your basement gutters can resolve these problems. William Foss is the owner of Seamless Solutions. He is honest and trustworthy. He is simply the best. If you need gutters or leaf covers, he is the guy to call. You can call him at 612-834-0664 or go to his website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs like you? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, I would like to welcome you to our village, Village Bank. Hi, I'm Alicia Webb, President and Vice Chair of Village Bank. I'm honored to lead Village Bank, an entrepreneur's bank that was built by an entrepreneur and for entrepreneurs. Starting a business and then maintaining it requires mindset. It's important for business owners to realize that financial statements aren't just for their bankers and accountants. Knowing your numbers will help build the foundation for you and a healthy and successful business. You don't have to be a financial expert nor a banker, but you do need to understand a few key financial documents and metrics to make your business successful. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit us at villagebankonline.com. It takes a village to accomplish your business goals. And be sure to tune in to cover your assets the last Saturday of every month to fill your entrepreneurial cup of ambition and start your Saturday off right with me, Alicia Webb, and our village, Village Bank. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. 
You can find us on the web at FixAutoUSA.com. That's FixAutoUSA.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the wow experience. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at JasonWalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out JasonWalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412, Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking about the stages of entrepreneurship, but in relation to or as with the context of what's currently going on in the market. So we're going to begin with the startup phase. So during this phase, many business owners use their own credit cards and personal checking accounts. Yuck! As they launch their businesses, this practice can get messy. Yeah, and it can happen really fast. Business owners often forget to have their businesses pay them costing you money in the end, not to mention the fact that you're commingling funds, right? And so tips to avoid losses, have dedicated business accounts and services to manage your business finances, which, you know, a business credit card, a business check card, critical that you have those things and that you're paying those dollars back with the business account. So a lot of times people will, Alicia, they will pay those things with personal expenses, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And what they should be doing is well, they should be dividing their money. We've had a couple shows now where we have talked about what are what's your business account and what is your personal account and how do we keep receipts for the personal funds that we are spending on business expenses and on the balance sheet we write $500 is owed to Todd Todd or to ownership, right? And then that way it's always staying on there. You will eventually be paid back that money. You can decide when you're paid that back that money. You should talk to an Arliss, a CPA about that when it makes the most sense is under tax laws, et cetera. Um, is it capital that you keep in the company? It's talk to a CPA. I'm not smart enough to do that part. But what I will say is you always want to make sure that you are keeping a receipt documentation of expenses and you want to have that on the business balance sheet because that is capital equity that you have stuck into your business and whether you're going to grow it, you're going to partner, you're going to sell, you're going to buy, you're going to whatever. You that money needs to stay on that balance sheet so it's recognized. And 
you know, when we ended the last break, we talked about, so folks think, oh, bankers think in a box and bankers have to sell 3.2 products and blah, blah, blah. How do I get a relationship with my banker? This is a perfect place to start. If you walk into a bank and you say, I'm in the startup phase and right now I just have my checking account. I'd really like to open up a separate checking account so I can start keeping track of all the expenses. And I probably don't have the credit for a credit card yet, but what if I just get a debit card assigned to that business LLC account? Could I just, would that debit card then track my expenses? Yes, it would. You'll also be able to go on and see a transfer of a thousand dollars from your personal account transferred into your business account and that's the money you'll use you know on the debit card to make to pay for those expenses but they were there will be a bank statement that you will scan in and you will keep and you will be able to show 10 12 years from now you put a thousand dollars in your company in 2022 to get it rolling and it will all be there um it's very easy for an accountant to follow that it's very easy for you know, tax planning to follow that. It's just these simple steps. And honestly, that, that builds trust. It builds character with your banker so they can see that you're already thinking ahead, Todd. More importantly, let's be honest. If you're in banking and you're not competitive a little bit, like it might not be the right you know, game for you. This will, <laughs> I always, sorry, I feel like this. I'm very competitive. Uh, if my if I, I got someone are. coming on in that already knows all this stuff that I'm supposed to teach them, I'm like, ooh, I got to sit up straight. I got to play my game harder and keep coaching this person because they're going to be, they're going to kill it if they already know this stuff. What else can I do to help them get there with their business? What else can I do to 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 help them be successful? Because they're going to be successful and that's going to, I can be part of their success they can be part of my success as a banker. I can meet their friends who are going to be successful in tournament of villagers too. So I think that bankers are not all alike. And quite frankly, I mean, it's like, you know, if you're looking for a spouse, um, you know, <laughs> keep looking if you don't find the right one. And I feel the same way about bankers. I know fabulous bankers, obviously at Village Bank. I'm so proud of our team, but I know fabulous bankers at big banks, small banks, all size banks. You have to go find the right banker. So what we're really talking about is having a proper, stable structure to begin with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'll just, I can't resist this. I'll take you back to something. And this is the legal side of things. Know that when you create a business structure, an LLC, an S-Corp, an LLP, C-Corp, whatever it happens to be, most people's primary focus is the tax benefit. Mm-hmm. But it is the liability aspect Mm -hmm. that, in my mind, supersedes and is more important. Mm -hmm. Well, when you start a business, you should always assume that you will get sued. Not if I get sued, but will I get sued? And the notion that if I just make really good decisions, it'll never happen. Yeah, you can hope, but you don't look at it that way. Mm -hmm. So many times, as you just described this, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to tell you that people do this all the time and they think nothing of it. And so they do use personal credit cards. And they do do it for their business. And maybe on their books, their CPA shows it that they paid it, but it was the business. And they figure out a way to to change that income at the end of the year. The problem is, 
is that the minute you use personal accounts to pay business accounts and vice versa, you're commingling funds. Mm -hmm. What you should always do if you have personal money, you're in a pinch. You have to transfer that money to the Mm -hmm. business account. You have Mm -hmm. to go to your minutes if you even have them. Most of Mm -hmm. you don't. You need to make a notation in the minutes to say that you made a loan to the business account. And then you also need to add an interest rate to legitimize the transaction. And then with that money in the business account, now you pay the credit card, even if you're paying that card personally. If you make a notation as to how you did it, now at least you've covered your ear. Mm-hmm. How many small business owners, Alicia, do you really think actually do that? So this is the thing. There's some that do, but their accountant's doing it for them at the end of the year. Right? Right. So right. let's be just be honest. I mean, it, that's like real in-depth. And Todd, that's awesome that you know all that. I hope you're teaching every person you know that. <laughs> to, um, but that, so again, separate account, transfer over a grand, Start using the debit card that's attached to that new business account. That will help with the liability piece. In the same time you're doing that on your phone, right? Because this can all be done in mobile banking. You quick send yourself an email from your personal to your business account saying, just borrowed a thousand dollars from my personal account to my business account. And then there's a, uh, there's a tag stamped on there with the date, right? Cause you're sending yourself an email. You put it in a folder that goes to your account at the end of the year. You know, they can help out with the interest rate. They can help out with all of that. They'll make sure it gets on your balance sheet. Um, that is so important to do, just having the documentation, because an accountant through documentation can figure out anything for you. They're brilliant. They're geniuses. Um, you just have to have that documentation. And that, and that, and there's the tax aspect, but know this. Oh, we have a client who your bank did the loan. It was mm-hmm. on a n- nearly a million and a half mm-hmm. dollar transaction. So 20% down on that, plus the cost of closing was mm-hmm. over $300,000. Mm-hmm. On the day of closing, they ran to the bank that held their other business account mm-hmm. and were wiring, tra- wire transferring the money from that business account directly to the title company to close. And I said, no, 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 no. <sighs> We, we transferred it, we wired it to the business account, the new LLC holding the real estate at Village Bank. Mm-hmm. And then from Village Bank, we paid at the mm-hmm. closing. That, that difference is catastrophic, and mm-hmm. people make that mistake continuously. I don't want to belabor this, but I'm telling you, it happens all the time. Well, it's a big difference. I mean, think of three hundred grand, and you're going to sell your business for $3 million. Should be selling it for three point three million. Well, <laughs> and you know what? If you're truly an entrepreneur, every cent matters. No matter, no matter how much money you have, like yes. you care about that. Not to mention that you just commingled funds. If God forbid you get sued from one, now they come after the assets of both. That's mm-hmm. not what you want. Mm-hmm. All right, so so find a bank ready to help you set up that structure appropriately, so you get a good foundation and a good start. Next stage two, the growth phase. At this point, in your entrepreneurial journey, you may be thinking about buying a bill or equipment to improve your efficiency. SBA conventional loans, commercial banker can help you identify the options that are available to you and help you create a strategy to get where you want to go. Talk a little bit about that because projecting where you want to go, not going in in the 11th hour, but projecting where you want to go so you can have a logical progression and trajectory towards growth and success, that's important and it should include a banker, should it not? Absolutely. And this is where I think we can get back to the beginning of our conversation where we said, yes, rates have gone up, gone up a couple times now. They're probably going to go up again. How? Don't let that stop you or pause you from continuing to grow. I will say today that it's 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 feels expensive to grow, 
Mm-hmm. Because it's more expensive than it was a year ago. But guess what? A year ago, we were saying, what's your plan? Let's grow. And in a year from now, it's probably most likely going to be more expensive. Interest is tax deductible. Remember that. Now, I understand you have to be making a profit, et cetera. But let's plan for what does the company need if you duplicate your 10 largest clients or you lose your 10 largest clients. Let's start to plan for what does that look like? How expensive is that interest, the cash flow? Can you afford it? And how are you going to afford it? Walk through that scenario with your banker. Like you and I were talking about earlier, purchasing a building. Is it a 504 loan? Is it a 7A loan? Is it a conventional loan? How how long can that rate be fixed? One of the things I love doing is I know that most of my entrepreneurs at Village Bank are smarter than me. I knew that at the bank I was at before. They are so intelligent. Rather than me going in and saying, this is your rate and this is the term, this is how long we'll fix that rate for, I say, here's three options. This is the cheapest rate, option A, This is the most expensive rate, option C, and there's a rate in the middle at option B. At option A, the cheapest rate, we're fixing it for a year. That's all you got, because we know where we're at. But option C, the most expensive rate, maybe we'll fix it for three. Maybe we'll fix it for five. Well, in all those scenarios, you have to put it in context as well, because the reality is that interest rates, that meaning the, the, the cost of carrying the debt, is a as a is a cost just like many other costs that you experience within mm-hmm. your operations of your business. Mm-hmm. And so the reality is, look, if interest rates go up and they stay up for 10 years, does that mean you're going to stop growing for 10 years? What does that mean? We just took out a loan. The loan was 6%, 6.1%, I believe mm-hmm. on a business mm-hmm. loan. However, at the end of the day while carrying the debt and and servicing that debt, we had a projection of a 22% return on investment. Mm-hmm. Who cares what the debt is? We're making money. Mm-hmm, now, maybe mm-hmm. we'd make a little more money, but making more money as opposed to not making money is an easy decision, is it not? Well, and remember, just get started. That's right. That's right. <laughs> right? Just get started. And I remember, mean, opportunity exists no matter what the what the environment yes, is. You just got to figure it out. I, honestly, I think in a difficult environment, there's actually a lot more, more opportunities. Opportunity. More opportunity for innovation. Absolutely. Right? More opportunity for innovation. Well, and think about it. If we're talking about labor costs and we're talking about buying that building and filling it up with people and you know we're in the great resignation that everyone is continuing to discuss think about what are going to what's going to keep your best people there you got to pay them well right you can't get skimpy you got to say i'm going to pay you well because i really appreciate you you got to invest in technology and innovation so when they're doing the job they can get it done the right way and they don't have to do three four or five six extra steps and the job you got to give them good big projects that they can own empower them to run with them and let them do it right let them be innovative that all costs money but think about the dividends that it will pay in the end and the reality is that that you know when if you think if you're considering buying a building and you're fearful because of the interest rates remember something number one rents are skyrocketing as a result as a result of interest rates going up so the rents are going to come up and accommodate that anyway but the the other reality is that if I buy a property and someone else is making the payments with their otherwise rent that's going to help me make my payment, I'm still paying down the debt and somebody else is buying me an asset. At the end of the day, that's the reason. Now, maybe that's your business that's occupying the business and right now you're paying rent to someone else. 
But now you're going to use that same otherwise rent money to buy down an asset and actually buy you mm-hmm. that asset. It's such a simple decision to make, regardless of the interest rate, as long as the numbers work. But Todd, what if I'm sitting here, I'm leasing today, and I have no cash? Well, then we have to talk. <laughs> Let's get a game plan, right? Yeah, we have to find the money. And and you know, part of the challenge with that is we've talked about this a lot. Business owners, when they make money, they're immediately thinking about their lifestyle because it doesn't sometimes even it doesn't even occur to them that mm, they should be buying a building. That's my favorite conversation. But when they have a belief that they can really do it, it changes things, mm-hmm. and that's why you have to strategize in advance. We're going to take another break. We're talking with Alicia Webb from Village Bank, how to make lemons into lemonade <laughs> in the economy we're dealing with right now. We'll be right back. Thanks, Todd. Hey, are you considering something exceptional to set your home apart and highlight its curb appeal? How about the rich look of custom copper gutters? Copper gutters are not only beautiful, they also offer timeless durability. William Foss with Gutter Solutions installed my beautiful copper gutters. I get compliments every day. If you're looking for extraordinary craftsmanship and would like to consider something truly special, call him at 612-834-0664 or go to their website, Seamless Solutions, mn.com ask for billy i have trusted attorney brian aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients aho law office is the go-to firm i choose because brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. Mike Overson here of Minnesota Home Talk. With today's housing market, buying a house is a competition. To win in a multiple offer situation, you have to work with a local lender who has the reputation of being 100% reliable. Come to the winning team. Get pre-approved for your loan by one of the top lenders in the nation, the Mike Overson Mortgage Team at Luminate Home Loans. We will help you win. Call me at 612 612- 202-8321. That's Mike Overson at 612-202-8321 or go to applywithmike.com.
Bob Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures, on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer-for-life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Hey, welcome back, everybody. So uh, we are talking about the acquisition and expansion phase. And with that, you can't help, or at least I can't help, considering the purchase of real estate. I am somebody, if you come talk to me, you're going to hear me say over and over again that I believe that your business and the earned income that you derive from it. Now, obviously, your business can also be an asset unto itself. But without going into that, the earned income, in my estimation, should be used to enjoy a lifestyle but spend less than you earn and let that income buy and purchase you assets. So in a business sense, that's your balance sheet, and in a personal sense, that's your net worth. That is your goal, is to be able to do that. So if you've ever heard me say McDonald's wasn't in the hamburger business, the hamburger business simply facilitated the purchase of real estate on the best corners in America. Mm -hmm. Everybody who is in business, who requires a space to occupy and run their business out of, should seek to own the, the business or the building that they, that they operate from. However, a lot of them have no idea how to do that, Alicia, mm -hmm. or how to start. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about mm -hmm. that. Well, I agree with you. Diversifying your assets is really smart, right? Think about a balance sheet today that you might have. And even think about your balance sheet as a personal financial statement. You don't want to just have three houses and no cars and no 401k and no life insurance. You want to have maybe one or two of each, right? Um, and I think that a business's balance sheet is, is, the same. And they might be held in separate LLCs. I get it, liability. But at the end of the day, a business wants to have, we want to have some inventory. We want to have some receivables. We want to have some equipment. We want maybe some raw material. We want to have a building. You want to have, and then of course, my favorite capital is we want to have great people. And so how do we make sure that we have a diversified balance sheet? And one of those. Let me, let me make this point. 
you want to morph yourself into what Alicia just said, because that type of a business is much more easy for a bank to lend on. It looks solid, mm-hmm. and that balance sheet shows your stability and your proper business management. You're trying to morph yourself into an attractive business for financing. Mm-hmm. Forgive me. Go on. Absolutely. No, I, lo- I love. Thank you. Um, I think that you you want to have lots of assets on your balance sheet, and then you want to diversify that the liabilities that are against those assets, too, like little debt. Little debt on everything is not bad access to debt is not bad that is a growth module for a lot of folks it's a way we're going to grow you have to make sure what you're making on your product your widget your service is greater than what you're paying for right but this is the way folks grow so let's talk about how am i going to acquire a building today i've got no cash got ten thousand in my account got to pay my employees how am i going to do it I would walk into a bank, well, find your banker and walk in and say, I really want to purchase an office suite going forward. Um, I think it's going to be about a half a million dollars. Let's hope the market goes down. Um, so let's say I'm going to be between four and five hundred grand. How much do I need down? How much cash do you want to see from me? What would a debt service coverage look like? Meaning if payments are $100 a month, a bank is going to be asking for at least $120 available cash for you to have to make those payments. Now, don't forget, not only do you have to make that $100 principal and interest payment to the bank, you also have insurance. You also have taxes. You also have maintenance of the building. You have snow removal you have lawn repairs you have you know fix the driveway the roof whatever might come up i it's so important to remember and have a good banker that's going to tell you you know on a half a million dollar office suite uh condo suite you have an association so only worry about this well not in an association then we're seeing typically it's going to be another x amount six hundred dollars whatever a year you need to be able to understand what the taxes are the cost of actually running and owning that building are going to be let me back up now so you can half a million dollar building ask the bank how do I finance it I've never owned a building before I'm just a great attorney or I'm a great CPA and now I want to own a building well you can conventionally purchase it and it's since you've never owned a building before we're probably gonna ask for at least 20 to 25 percent down on a conventional loan what's a 25 con- <laughs> there you go conventional loan is going to be a loan that sits on the bank's books it might have a 20-year amortization you might have a fixed rate for three years five years seven years ten years now all my bankers listening, I'm not throwing you under the bus. We were doing 10-year rates a year ago. Right now, uh, almost impossible to get a 10-year fixed rate on real estate. But we'll amortize that that payment out over 20 years, maybe even 25 years. Um You'll have to have 25% down. I want you to hear that over and over and over again. A banker can tell you what your payments will be. They can tell you what the debt service coverage would be and what they'd expect from a first-time um, I almost said home buyer, first time commercial real estate buyer. Um, ask them if there's some, uh, a customer that's similar to them that they can talk to or ask them if there's a broker in the area that, that maybe you should just go out and start looking at buildings because you are going to be a purchaser. Um, ask how long is it going to take you to save that money based on the income statement that you currently have for the last year, last two years, right? Ask those questions. Quite frankly, I think you're going to have to look inside yourself and ask the questions on what are you spending personally, 
And what could you give up personally that maybe the company doesn't need to give you such a great salary as the owner? Maybe you're making a hundred grand and you should make 70 grand for the next couple of years to save up to buy this office suite. And then you'll end up after three years with the company owing you $90,000 because you now have $90,000 to purchase this condo suite. The banker might suggest a 504 loan, a 7A loan. Those are both five. Those are both SBA products. Uh, those products typically have 10% down, uh, sometimes 15% down. Talk about what the fixed rates look like there. Talk about what the 25 year bonds look like for 504 today. Those prices go up and down. I would also ask your banker. I've heard something about these 90% guarantees or 100% guarantees from the government where they're paying all of the fees for 7A loans. When do when does your banker think a program like that's going to come out again? Because remember, we've been talking about rates constantly going up. We are going to we are going to the the market is eventually going to hit its bottom. And that's when the government tends to put all these SBA programs out there for 90 percent, 100 percent fees paid. Both bank and buyer's fees are paid. You're not financing them within the loan. These are all programs that people I don't want to say they get rich on, but they are very, very successful. These are opportunities to take advantage of these programs when they come. Get on the list that when these programs come out, you want your banker calling you immediately. Ask them if they're an SBA preferred lender. If they're not, ask them which one of your buddies works at an SBA preferred lender bank that I should call because they all know it and they get it and they'll help you out. There's a great time to purchase real estate coming. Don't be afraid. If you don't have cash today for that down payment, that might be a, I don't want you to get mad at me, but might be a blessing in disguise because there are a lot of three year and five year terms out there that not everyone is going to be able to afford Maybe the bank can't afford it because of capital reasons. I don't know. But they're not going to be able to re renew those loans at the same pace or the same rates. And that's going to, that might be difficult on some banks. That might be difficult on some current real estate owners who didn't consider the expense of owning the building and just debt it up. Let me take you back a second and say that when Alicia said, okay, you've got $100 in payment, now you have to show that you have $120. Mm-hmm. That is your that is your coverage ratio, your debt coverage mm-hmm. ratio that she's illustrating. She's talking about paying yourself less over the two years because you have to develop that over two years to position for it. Mm-hmm. The other thing that you should be aware of is when you do a an SBA loan, at least a 504, you're going to have to occupy 51% of the mm-hmm. building. And if you're going to buy a building with more tenants where you're going to op- occupy a smaller footprint, then you're going to be looking at conventional financing. But the thing you have to recognize is that when you have multiple tenants, they're going to look at you differently because the amount that you have to qualify for, some of that will be taken up by the tenants that you have in the building. And maybe that debt service coverage ratio will be one two five as opposed to one two zero. But there's a multitude of things. And when you're thinking about this, and how am I going to come up with the money? What about the equity in the cabin that you go to three or four weeks out of the year? And if you put that money into a building with multiple tenants, it could turn into millions of dollars over the course of the next 15 years mm-hmm. and could create absolute wealth in your life. Think about that, folks. There's tremendous opportunity, but you've got to understand the parameters of underwriting and financing. And if you position for them, you can. You can create wealth by working with the right bank. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back talking with Alicia Webb from Village Bank.
stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. I have trusted attorney Brian Ajo for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Ajo Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients, while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs like you? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, I would like to welcome you to our village, Village Bank. Hi, I'm Alicia Webb, President and Vice Chair of Village Bank. I'm honored to lead Village Bank, an entrepreneur's bank that was built by an entrepreneur and for entrepreneurs. Starting a business and then maintaining it requires mindset. It's important for business owners to realize that financial statements aren't just for their bankers and accountants. Knowing your numbers will help build the foundation for you and a healthy and successful business. You don't have to be a financial expert nor a banker, but you do need to understand a few key financial documents and metrics to make your business successful. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit us at villagebankonline.com. It takes a village to accomplish your business goals. And be sure to tune in to cover your assets the last Saturday of every month to fill your entrepreneurial cup of ambition and start your Saturday off right with me, Alicia Webb, and our village, Village Bank. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. 
We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, folks. I uh, hope you are enjoying this, uh, having some incredible conversations with Bank President Alicia Webb from Village Bank. If you want to reach out to Alicia, you can give her a call or you can go to her website. Her website is Alicia. VillageBankOnline.com and 763-780-2100. Ask for Alicia. I would love to talk to you about anything we talked about today on the show. How often do you get an invitation from the bank president to talk to her on the phone? Goodness gracious. Doesn't get better than that. So the last two stages are our mature phase and succession phase, which are really kind of wrapping up the end of your business career, at least in that particular business. Uh, You have evolved. So let's talk a little bit about that, Alicia. Yes, absolutely. This is the time where we say congratulations. What's next for you? What does the future look like for you? Are you envisioning it, you know, on an island with a boat and your spouse? Um, Or are you saying, oh, I'd actually really like to buy another business, acquire another business. Maybe I'm selling this one because I've got this great new idea and I need some capital for it. So this is a time to get strategic with your with your banker and talk about what you're looking at talk about what it might look like number one they might know someone that would love to buy your business and has never even thought about it number two they might say this is the worst possible time to sell your business fred just tried dude on the street and guess he got one times two book right you should be getting four times book for your business they just start to have that conversation because in the mature phase and in that succession planning phase you have a relationship with your banker by then. You didn't get anywhere without a strong relationship with your banker. And I'll challenge anyone, 100 bucks, that can tell me they don't have a great banking relationship and they're very, very successful and in the mature phase. It just, it just doesn't happen. Um, and so. Isn't that something? That's a really profound point. Yeah, 100 bucks, anyone that can. Those shoot. who are really successful always have a relationship with a bank. Mm-hmm. And there's an admiration. There's an admiration that goes both ways. It's thanks for getting me there, and it's, wow, thanks for the opportunity to be on your journey with you. I think that's so important. I, I had one of those conversations earlier um, this week, and, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a relationship at that point. And so by the time you get to this phase, this is where you really sit down with those people that know you, care about you, and want to make sure that you're making a great decision for yourself, whether it's sell grow, acquire, buy. Maybe you're starting all over again at the beginning, right? Let's start acquiring again, guys. Let's start up a new business because I've got a great management team that can run it. I've got great kids that can run it, whatever that might be. So, you know, we've talked about these five stages multiple times. We've also talked about the fact that they can, you can move up and down the ladder frequently, especially in a new market.